Philosophy, apologies, Socrates, and um, talking about your feelings, all here at the Sick Ads Podcast. This music might be a little bit too funky. I thought I'd try a little something different to start us, and you, I bet you probably all thought we were on a YouTube ad to start it off, but I'm trying to find, you know, I'm trying to really, really just kick it a little a little different around here. I want to make sure that everyone knows that I'm still bringing that energy, because um, in terms of bringing energy, God. I am, yeah, like my energy's been zapped, and I, and I think I've been talking about that the last couple of months, but today I've, you know, I've I've started resetting a few things, and uh, we'll just get into a little bit of a chat around that, um, but I, yeah, so I got pretty sick, so I think this week's e- episode, uh, I, was, I was planning to do it pretty big, but I think I might spread it out over a couple of weeks, uh, we had a huge response to the, uh, to the interview that I had last week with Chase Haley, I definitely think a lot of you should go check that out, and you know, even if you're not Māori, um, it gives you an understanding into the, the uh, importance of te ao Māori to Māori people, to indigenous people, but also just the, the importance of, I guess, knowing yourself and how he as a practitioner, you know, kind of found his way and understanding his identity and, and who he is and, and accepting and embracing that part of himself. Um, so yeah, even though I can come on and have a silly intro and just be silly in general, um, there's a lot of really cool stuff and a lot of people who, who open up their energy towards me and, and allow me to, to be the, the catalyst for, of some thinking for themselves, but also uh, for all of you to be able to hear that sort of stuff. So you can hear, I've got the shortness of breath, um, I've got a little bit of like a, just a, a little thing at the back of my throat that wants to just cough at any point, so that might happen as we go through this episode, but you've been with me when I've been sick before, uh, and it's just funny because, you know, sometimes I sound a little bit different every time. But anyway, we have a poem here, and I would like to kick this one off with this beautiful poem, and it's going to get us started for what we want to talk about today. The waves roll in rhythmically, bringing new energy, and washing away the worry that this crazy world is giving me. Going B-A-N-A-N-A-S like a hollaback girl. Shots fired on the regular, but I won't hollaback girl. Because I'm focused, controlled locust on my centre. Taking away the external influences because I remember that the only person to bring me out of my head is me and I'm the only one in control of my memories. How do I stay proactive and act accordingly? I remember my purpose and conduct myself in a fashion described as orderly. And remember it's all illusion, like on Matrix bending the spoon. Red or blue pill, the choice that's not entirely up to you. And that is one by the Neo from The Matrix. Not necessarily Keanu Reeves, but Neo themselves. Neo could mean new. Neo, I think, meant new. Uh, in that 1999 film called The Matrix, which is probably probably one of the coolest movies now if I, if I was to watch it again. But if I think about that poem and, and just how a lot of the external influences that come into your life, you know, do, do, you know, we can feel like we have free will and we can feel like we have agency in a lot of what we're doing, but, you know, how much of that is actually influenced by the stuff that's happening around you? And I think in terms of the new energy that's coming in, uh, being aware of that energy, you know, is it is it stuff that you are attracting because of the, the signals that you're putting out, which I'm pretty big on. And I know I talk about that quite a bit and, you know, some people just think, you know, things happen because people deserve it and it's kind of a mediocrity and, um, you know, mediocrity, no, meritocracy, <laughs> idiot, um, where you, you get, you, you get in return exactly what you put in, so the people who can, who can put in more work will end up getting more in the, in the, um, you know, in return, 
But I think that's a lot of that kind of doesn't think about uh, equity and it doesn't think about a lot of the different circumstances that people are in in terms of the environments that they're in. And, but um, when we do think about the energies that are coming in and, and going out, you know, the reason why some people react the way that they do versus how the entire, like the same situation could happen to someone else, but they act in an entirely different way is just because, you know, they have been socialized differently. Um, what is considered a barrier or a facilitator to some people are not barriers or facilitators to other people uh, just because of what they've been exposed to or what they actually have access to. So yes, all these energies are coming in, but only some people can capitalize on opportunities that do come in. So when we talk about free will and we talk about agency, I think it's it's similar to thinking about freedom and how much you actually you know are able to go and express yourself in, in different ways um, just because of you know what you actually have as resources available to you, but also you know, what are the consequences of you actually uh, going towards something? Like, do you have to sacrifice different things? Some people don't have to sacrifice, or the sacrifice is going to look very different in other ways. So anyway, that was a poem by Neo, uh, and Matrix was one of those movies that if you go back and watch it now, so when I used to watch it, when I watched it as a kid, I just remember, I was like, cool, they're bending over backwards, these are cool effects, and take the red po- red red po- Red, blue, all the po- blue pill, and these guys are doing karate, and now they're fighting, and this guy can jump really high, and there's a bunch of agents and stuff. But w- that was like early starting to think about the simulation theory, and and I've thought about this multiple times, and you know my boy Morpheus, Tank, Cipher. All of them, you know, they came to the party. But anyway, here we are with another episode of the Sick Ass Podcast. Thank you for joining me, and we're about to crank into it. Let's get it. Like I said, I'm going to keep this one short and sweet, okay, so my voice won't be able to last too long, I'm also wearing a big jacket, so every time that I move, I think it sounds like I'm in a black, uh, a blanket, what are, what are those blankets called that you hop into, uh, and you can look like a c- caterpillar, a, a sleeping bag, I feel like I'm, you know, when I do move, I feel like I'm in a sleeping bag, it sounds like I'm in a sleeping bag, and that's just because I'm wearing a puffer jacket for those who are not watching on the YouTube but anyway, I, I wanted to talk, I think today, so I've been having more discussions about, you know, act, action research and doing stuff that's actually making a difference. Uh, and when I am on panels and when I am talking to different people, a lot of people do feel like they aren't in a position to be able to make change. Uh, so I just wanted to, you know, just come on here and amp you up, just make you realize that you can be someone who can bring some sort of change at some different place. So just before we get into that, something that I want to get into Motivational speaking. You. Yeah, you there. Look in the mirror. What do you see? Yourself. A reflection. A dirty fingerprint. And that was because you tried to do a selfie before and you fell slightly. And when you fell, you put your hand out and then you haven't quite cleaned it off properly. But anyway, look at that self. Have you ever seen Cool Runnings? She pride. She power. She a badass mother who don't take nothing from nobody. That should be you. But when it comes to making a change, remember that everything you are bringing is absolutely extraordinary. And everything that you bring is a quality, unique perspective that no one else will have. So join me on my journey to making a change. Shit. I tried to do it just before that little drop came in, but I, I mean it. I do mean it. Um, when it comes to being an activist or making some sort of change... 
there's uh, there's some ways that that people go about it, and I think you know now that we have social media, and I'm just gonna say a pet peeve that I have right here: people who post stuff of what they think is meant to be the right thing. Uh, and not really cr- critically going in on different things or jumping on bandwagons of what they think is right because everyone else is doing it and like sharing a post that everyone else is sharing just to show that you're part of it but living completely different so I think this is where you can make the change but the change does not come on you posting an article of something and just being like love to see it but then just sitting there and not doing anything at all so like you don't clap yourself for being part of a, a chain of social media stuff that's happening. You clap for the changes in your life that you've been making in terms of your values. So start to think, always reevaluate, always come back to your values. What is it that you think makes you you? What is it that gives you the energy? What is it that when you do, you feel like justice is being fulfilled? And doing it in a way where you're not actually compromising yourself, where you're not just doing things because you know that other people are going to be pleased that you have done them. Uh, I think something that separated me from a lot of other people when it came through my research is that I stood staunch to being um, who I was in terms of my upbringing, in terms of my uh, Māori and Cook Island background, and you know, not giving into the way that the structures or the rigors of of academia have to be. And I stood by that because I knew that in terms of being fulfilled with what I end up producing, that's what's going to make me feel like I stood by my ground and I did the best that I could uh, in terms of who I was and, and being myself and being honest to myself in that entire time. So I think in terms of being an activist, you know, a lot of my stuff is, so I'm working towards equity. I'm working towards building a, a um, when I was talking about the poem at the beginning, building something where people can start to be themselves in terms of being a Pacific person or a Maori person and that being recognised as more than enough. And not having to work three times harder just so that you can be uh, accepted within the rigours of academia like I was talking about before. Um, but also just leading to optimal health outcomes because of that. And, and you know, realising that extra extra is needed. You know, hopefully getting to a world where we don't have to explain why equity over equality is needed. That's, that's where I'm at. Um, but... I think getting to a space of understanding of perspectives, like I said before, where some people, you know, we all have free will, maybe. We all have agency, maybe. We all have similar opportunities, maybe. But who can actually take those opportunities, you know, when they do arise? And this is the same when it comes to accessing mental health services, when it comes to actions that you're going to do for mental health and for that. And which is why, again, on social media, a lot of the stuff where it comes out is is quite nasty because you know it's, it's talking about you could live a good life if you have this this and this or if you just did this or if you just took some time off and I've parroted this multiple times but you know that's not an accessible life for a lot of people who actually do need it where like if you are in poverty the last thing you can do is slow down to take some time off because you don't actually have the money and all you're doing is worrying about where that next check's going to come from. Uh, so those are those are thoughts on my mind in terms of being an activist and and just you know, being aware of that sort of stuff, uh, moving towards understanding privileges, moving towards that sort of that area where a lot of people can have these conversations uh, and being aware of that sort of stuff, but not to a point where you start to paralyze yourself and not act in any sort of way. Um, so just for everyone who is listening, just remember like a lot of you are a younger demographic, like in your early 20s, uh, but even early 30s as well. And you just have to remember like if you feel like you can't make any difference, maybe that's now. Um, but technically you are the future, right? So you are the people who are going to become educated in some way, whether you're educated through the streets or whether you're educated through formal education 
or whether you're educated through just your experience of going through different things, you know, that's, we are in a time of instant access to nearly everything. So if there's something that you're interested in, you're going to be able to find that sort of stuff and you're going to be able to bring your perspective to that. Um, it's available and you can be the change. And I know this sounds like I'm just trying to be inspirational, but I genuinely mean this. And, you know, everything that's going to happen in the next five to 10 years, because of the access that we do have to everything and because of the, you know, we're in a spot where people are seeing injustices and we can, we can, you know, talk about injustices and we can start to act on it now and we can start to make some differences. And that's where I want to talk about today is, is when we do start to make those differences, like realizing it's going to be a short, uh, there's going to be short term, but there's going to be a very, very long game that happens here. Remember that a lot of the equity stuff that's happening is is based off, you know, just generations and generations of, of colonization. And a lot of the stuff that has happened, you know, it, it didn't happen that long ago. If you do think about it, it's like, um, and you kind of think about the time span of everything, you know, hundreds of years is a very short amount of time in terms of unlearning. So that's generations of people who just think that, you know, particular people are inferior to the superior. And that's stuff that's ingrained in people's way of living, language. Uh, it's going to be in the way that they think is normal. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's all stuff that we have to consider as well. But like I said, if you're getting educated now, the future is going to be you who are listening now uh, building up towards being the CEOs of different companies. And those can be companies that, you know, in terms of changing the managerial status of different people, of changing the, the you know, having representation of people who end up running your business and running the different businesses and managing different sectors of that business. But on top of that, you know, you could also be people who, you know, you're not necessarily the CEOs, but you're going in and you're employing other people or, or you're working with other people who, you know, you, if you're aware of your privileges or if you're aware of, of the other people who you can bring up and give platforms to, you know, there's so many different jobs that we're going to have that you thinking you don't fit a mold right now, that's probably great. As long as you're getting educated and as long as you have that fire to bring equity or to bring some sort of justice to any injustices that you are seeing, that's a good place to be. Because being ignorant is when, you know, that's when maybe there's a little bit of waste of energy. And I think um, I have gone through this phase of, of, of having that ignorance and it was to avoid burnout. And it was to avoid burnout in terms of activism because, uh, you know, in the, in the place of trying to make change for a lot of things, uh, the burnout that I was starting to think about was uh, a little bit different. So <clears throat> I've kind of explored burnout a little bit more. Remember I started talking about the meh feeling, the, uh, the languishing as opposed to, um, as opposed to actually being burnt out, but I go through you know stage, stages of understanding that I'm making a difference, and I start to see that I'm making you know good headway. And because you get so passionate about it, you actually put a lot of energy into it. Uh, but then, unless I reflect properly and realize just how much of a change I'm making and how fast that change is happening. Um, there's a possibility that I do more harm than good by like cutting out people with different perspectives uh, because in that, you know, there's nothing, some of the burnout that you get, you start to feel like, okay, I'm getting burnt out because I'm putting in all of this effort and it's going unnoticed or it's going unrecognized or it's going uh, into the ears of people who don't agree with you uh, and just shutting you down and starting to think that, you know, maybe what you're doing is, is not, is not the right thing to be doing. Um, like fighting for something, if you think about anything, like fighting for something and really, really putting your heart into it and feeling like 
there is no change or there is no one listening or no one response, responding and just feeling, a, feeling like it is going to be a waste of time, unless you actually have accountability to someone else who, who believes in what you're doing as well, uh, or unless you kind of come back to your values and see what it is that uh, you know you are trying to achieve and, and are you reflecting regularly so that you can see in terms of waypoints how far you're going through that, um, it's really difficult for you to actually see that anything that you're doing is going to be better off than not doing it at all. And what I've come to believe recently, and this is for every one of you listening who's trying to make a change, just remember that it's going to be difficult to, to try and fight for justice. The reason why there is no justice is because there have been systems put in place so that we can't achieve it. So the burnout that you're getting is you fighting yourself, is you starting to feel like you're not good enough. That is structurally put in place so that you know we don't find anything that's going to help us get a leg up. So you putting you against yourself. If you watch any good movie, the, there's always that part, that internal conflict that the protagonist or the, the the hero is going to have, where they start to think like, "I'm I'm just making this place worse off than I actually were. Um, you know, I'm making it worse by being here." It's all the distractions. It's all the little things. And I sound like a conspiracy theorist, uh, but it is true. The the small things that make you start to believe, you know, you're not meant to be there. You're not meant to be the one fighting this what you're fighting is not even a good fight anyway there's other more important things when you start to feel like that that is basically because they've been you've been programmed to think that way or you have condescending people who are giving you that so that you actually don't focus you you don't continue to focus on the things that are probably going to fundamentally you know show them just how unimportant what they're thinking about is um, so a lot of the stuff in terms of avoiding burnout is you being true to your values and being aware that you know when you're getting pitted against yourself, it's by design. So if you reflect regularly, if you took a, if you look at if you look at your values, what is it that you value in terms of making change? You know who is it that you can keep on your team and and who are those voices that you can have so that when you are feeling that way, you know, they can remind you of your values and they can like remind you that you're meant to be there and that what you're doing is extremely important as well. Uh, and another thing just on top of that, in terms of avoiding burnout, and I think I've said this multiple times and I've said this on, on interviews as well, but, you know, making sure that what you're doing is actually, you know, your actions are aligning with who it is that you think you're meant to be. Something I've realized recently is that I try to have compassion for everyone and I, you know, try to be as compassionate as I can for the environment uh, because I realize, you know, the environment is an extension of us or we are an extension of the environment if we are to pr truly believe in this. And, and the compassion that you have for other people is because we all are one. If we do think we come from that, uh, that common progenitor as Papa Tuanuku, then we are, we are all one. And we are all the same. And, and in terms of having compassion for other things, you know, I, I, get sad when other people don't message me back about different things or I ask them questions and then what I've realized is like I do the same I do the same to other people so like my last solo episode the energy that I put out gets reciprocated um so yeah I can have really really good intentions and good good actions and and feel good about different things but you know what am I doing daily that that you know is it good is it bad am I actually living the way that you know I tell people to be, so that's something that I've you know in terms of my integrity and saying that I'm doing stuff, uh, and then saying that you know saying that I want to do stuff, saying that I want to be a specific way, and uh, then actually acting that way, it's it's really different, and it's probably something that um, you know I'm doing a little bit more, and it's part of my reflections. So I think today is all about reflecting on what your values are, 
uh, how do you avoid burnout and when you are trying to make change remembering that yes you can go out there and change but a lot of the time you're going to you're going to run into people who don't believe that what you're fighting for is important uh, and there's going to be a lot of times where you're going to sit there and you're going to think oh we could easily get this if all these people just weren't so stupid and that's taking the control away from yourself because now you're starting to focus on things that you have no control over. And all you can do is just be an advocate for the stuff that you are standing up for. So I, it does sound defeatist and it does sound like, you know, oh, so you're just saying we don't try? That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is you need to put in the effort and you should live with the integrity and live by the values that you continuously say um, that you are fighting for. And this is something, this is a reminder to myself. And the reason why um, I'm saying this now is because you're going to have a lot of people who do not agree with what you are doing. You're going to say that they're stupid and you're going to say that they are wrong. And what that's going to do is it's not going to take their perspective into your argument. And what I've realized recently is that if you are aware of every single perspective that could be coming at you and your argument, you find ways so that you can implement it into what your reasons are. It can strengthen your reasoning. It can also help you you know, realize like, okay, these are other perspectives. So this is how we can combat or get around that sort of stuff. All of every single input, bad or good, is going to be positive. If anything, the negative impact, uh, the negative input is pr some of the best you could possibly get because it gives you, you know, reasons to strengthen your own argument in your head. Maybe it challenges the stuff that you've already been thinking, and when you get that, you actually have a more sound understanding of what it is that you are fighting for. Um, so. In, in some cases, you know, they can be completely wrong. They can be absolutely stupid. You know, we saw a lot of the stuff around vaccinations. We see a lot of the stuff around flat earth and different conspiracy theories. And we see a lot of the stuff, you know, that your people who only did a little bit of high school and post on Facebook all the time, that stuff, you know. Um, but I read a paper, um, it was to do with conspiracy theories, kind of, kind of conspiracy theories, but just people in general who have opposing views. And it's called How to Ring the Bell or How Not to Ring, to, how not to ring the Bell. And it was a... It was a, um, a literature review or systematic review, which is like a study of studies looking at um, how to best change the perceived ideas of, of different groups. And the most obvious one was, was just not to make people feel like they're stupid. Because if you're fighting for justice, if you're fighting for equity in different things, you know, you'll, I think you also have to live by that as well and, and not think that other people are stupid for having their ways of thinking. We are conditioned the way that we think. Like a lot of us who have these thoughts originally, probably, you know, we didn't have to get trained to start thinking this way. It's the same on the opposite end. And I think this is where real compassion comes through. And if you show that compassion, and I know some people are just not worth the time, um, but if you can, it's like, it makes you appreciate why you have the worldview that you have. Uh, but it also makes you feel like a little bit of compassion for the people who feel that way because they have such a limited view on the world. Um, and sometimes also, like, they might actually come at you with really good input, and sometimes your approach just might not be that good. And I think a lot of us don't really take, you know, we, we either go, uh, it's great, or it's fucking shit. Like, none of us ever think, yeah, it was, it was pretty alright, but it can be strengthened. I think, uh, because if you go both ways, you know, if it fails, and we're on the, oh, it's not that good anyway, side, you know, you can, you don't have to take the responsibility. But if it's on the great side and you think it's great, then pretty much anyone who comes at you with an opposite, uh, opposing view is just a hater. So I think having space for yourself uh, upon reflection to say maybe it just wasn't that good is also a bloody skill. 
Um, and that's something that, you know, I've now that I've been in a collaborative mood for with a lot of people, that's just, you know, kind of what you come to see is that everyone else is going to make what you do better. Uh, so have those people. Now, in terms of avoiding the burnout, when it does come to making these changes, so some things that I've been doing a little bit more recently is just chilling out. Like I spend a lot of time by myself now that rugby season's over. Uh, I've got a lot of time to be by myself and just to think. I take some time away from things. Uh, and I just do things that I really enjoy. Like I, I like going for walks by myself. I like um, watching comedy. I like just listening to music. I mean, music was the thing that saved my life when I was a teenager. Like being a musician as well as just listening to music and vibing with music and, and sharing that music with different people, you know, just making playlists um, that reflect your mood and just, you know, not only, you, maybe you never go back and listen to that playlist ever, but to put those songs in there, you know, it, it captures, it's a time capsule of your feelings at that time, and, you know, it's a, it's a way of reflecting, I think, I think it's a really important way of reflecting, uh, because sometimes, you know, your music speaks for you when when you don't have the words to be able to say it, but you can give that vibe, um, and, you know, sometimes, I, I think one of my favourite, if it was a love language, is, is being able to share a, a vibe or a mood through energy, um, that you can give by songs, like, hey, listen to this song, and it tells you where I'm at. I think it's one of the most attractive sort of ways to, to f share how you feel, uh, because that's kind of how I used to deal with my own emotions, and that's how I used to deal with how I was feeling, and understand how I was feeling, is thinking about songs and the mood that you were in when you were listening to them. Like, it can really transport you uh, to a time and to a space where that was how you were. Um, and if you're out of it, you know, you can have a little laugh, but if you're still in it, you know, you can just be like, damn, it's tough, and, and you just know you'll get out of it at some point. But yeah, I um, I remind myself that the journey towards the destination, a lot of the learning is also on that journey. So yes, you can focus on the destination, but it's just like weight loss, you know, you, you're looking about about losing five kilograms, which everyone wants to do, but that might take, you know, 10 weeks or so, or it might take even longer. Over that 10 weeks, you learn multiple habits. You know, you show yourself that you can be physically active. You show yourself that you can incorporate a lot more vegetables or, or drink a lot more water in that time. The journey that you get on to get there is actually what's going to be more important than the outcome itself. So on that side, you know, it might feel like you've come to a standstill. It might feel like you haven't done anything or you're not doing anything, but just remember that even you becoming more educated on a topic, even just you being around more people uh, who understand the way that you are and you're living those values that you said, they might not necessarily change their mind, but you might spark you know, a thought and that thought might come to fruition years later when they finally see it and when they come to the light. You might not immediately change anyone's life, but it's the start and if it changes your life, then that's even more important because you're the one who has to live it. You're the star of the show, baby. But yeah, just keeping that all in mind, uh, you have, we have plenty to do, and we have plenty that we can do, uh, and I'm just happy that I'm able to be here to be the catalyst for some of this change, and I'm, I'm working on it every day, and, and it's something that I reflect on regularly, and I just need to get to a point where I'm not feeling like I shouldn't do anything, just because you know other people don't agree with me, or um, it gets to a point where I just feel like I'm not fighting... Uh, I'm fighting, but nothing's happening. Something's always happening. And even if that's the dormant ideas within your own mind, um, that's going to mean that in some time when things start to align and, and the, the troops are ready to be deployed, you're going to be ready as well. So anyway, love you all. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Bye.